In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast, where we bring you news and analysis from all the latest Georgia shenanigans in Congress and under the Gold Dome. And today we're joined for a special breaking news episode by AJC health reporter Ariel Hart, um, who herself is under the weather, calling in from her her home somewhere in DeKalb County. The bunker. Ariel, thanks for joining us. <laughs> hey. the, the bunker. Well, we've got some huge breaking news um, uh, the other day when Governor Brian Kemp announced um, that Georgia has not one, but two confirmed cases of the coronavirus. Uh, can you talk us through what that means for Georgia residents who might be worried about contracting the illness? Yeah, I mean, so immediately, it doesn't mean anything. Um, I mean, nothing has changed um, since before, in the minutes before the announcement came and the minutes after. We already knew that spread was so likely as to be inevitable, as health experts have told us. And we also knew that spread does not mean that everybody's going to die. You know, a lot of people are going to get it, but most of them won't feel much more than a cold or flu, and many may not even know it at all. We heard a similar message from Governor Brian Kemp um, just the other day, and here's a clip from his press conference. Earlier tonight, I also spoke with the vice president to inform him of this new development here in Georgia. He emphasized to me that COVID-19 continues to present a low risk for most Americans, but that we must remain vigilant for medically fragile populations, including the elderly and those with existing health conditions. He he mentioned that Americans should continue to use best practices for prevention, regular hand washing, avoiding contact with those who are sick, and obviously staying at home if you're not feeling well. He emphasized that efforts to prevent and reduce risk for the coronavirus continue to be backed by the full resources of the federal government. I want to remind everyone again that our team is working around the clock to gather information about these cases, monitor developments, and determine any exposure. We feel confident that our preparations have enabled us to manage these cases appropriately and minimize any risk moving forward. We remain in constant communication with our partners at all levels of government, including the members of the Coronavirus Task Force, and we will continue to update members of the public as information becomes available. Let's talk about what's going to happen next, because we've got um, nearly 90,000 cases worldwide, but it's just starting to spread across the U.S. Uh, Health officials have long said that this was a 
a foregone conclusion that it will come to the U.S. There's no way in modern with modern transportation that that you can contain a, a disease like this. Um, but we now have about a hundred or so cases across the nation and at least six fatalities. Um, so what we're already seeing in corporate America, meetings getting canceled. Um, folks being encouraged to work from home, schools talking about uh, plan, uh, plans for, for mobile learning, even synagogues and churches. Uh, the Archdiocese of Atlanta just today said there, there will no longer be wine communion. My rabbi sent an email out sort of half-jokingly saying that there won't be, you know, challah won't be spread around after Shabbat services on Friday like, like, like usual. You know, so you're seeing it kind of trickle down to your personal daily interactions. But what, what are health officials doing about this? Yeah, and, and the NBA said don't do high fives. Yeah. Um, yeah, so health officials are giving the information they have now, which um, the, the basic information is something everybody can use, which is wash your hands. Everybody right now should be um, acting as if the flu is around them, which it is. The, the, when you wash your hands, use soap because there actually is a lipid, lipid protective layer around the virus that can be broken down by soap. Um, you know, and, and all of those things that companies and organizations and religious organizations are doing are probably helpful and um, will certainly be helpful at some point. I think the problem is that there's a lack of information about when is the right time to start full-on measures. And, you know, it's hard to say when that will be. It's also hard to say that starting early is wrong because you don't want to start late. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, um a lot of the information out there is meant to uh, deter panic, right? I mean, there's, there's, it's, right. it's, it's normal for people to get freaked out about something that they don't know about, you know, a, a new, a new virus out there. So far, it looks like it has a slightly higher fatality rate than, than the flu, but lower than some of the other viruses that have popped up like SARS and, right. And, but what's, what the, I think the two big issues here are is one is there's still so much that's not known about this virus. Exactly. And secondly, it's a high infectious rate. This is, it's, 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 it seems like it's more easily transmittable than, than some other um, well-known uh, illnesses. Yeah. And there's so much we don't know about it yet. And I think that in their, in their, you know, very understandable uh, desire not to have people panic right now, um, there's a lack of emphasis on things that people really should be paying very strong attention to. And that is that there are groups that should be more concerned than other groups and that this probably is going to be a lot more infectious than um, other uh, diseases that we've seen. You know, and, and I say that not, I am not personally a disease professional, but I saw um, a guess from a Harvard epidemiologist. Um, he believes that maybe 40% to 70% of the world's population will eventually get coronavirus. But for most people, um, if you get it, you'll feel like the flu when you're symptomatic is when you should be most worried about transmission. And then the people who really need to take very serious care are people who are over 70 and people who have underlying conditions like diabetes. Well, let's talk about Georgia's two cases because what the governor what the governor disclosed was that there are two individuals living in Fulton County. One had recently returned from the northern Italian city of Milan, and where 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 uh, there have been dozens of uh, of cases recently, um, traveled back to live some. Uh, 
to, to their home in Fulton County, um, which obviously is a big county, but somewhere in Fulton County, um, and they're uh, passed it on to someone they were living with. What health professionals here in, uh, repeated over and over again was that they astutely, they, they, they were very, they took all sorts of precautions. They, they realized that they were at risk for, for contracting coronavirus. And the moment they had symptoms, they contacted health professionals. They went to a, uh, from what we understand, they went to a separate waiting room at, at a medical facility so that they couldn't infect a separate entrance, like sort of a, a cordoned off um, waiting facility. Uh, and, um, quickly got the test. Um, the test was sent to uh, CDC on Saturday and Monday afternoon, it came back positive. And within a few hours, the governor was holding a 10 p.m. press conference to alert the, the, the Georgia and really the world that Georgia had its first case of this disease. Right. So that was some great communication. Um, and I think that Dr. Toomey, Georgia's uh, public health commissioner, really wanted to emphasize that everything went as well as it could have. Um, but I don't think that we should overlook the other side of that, which is that in this case, everything went as well as it could have. That person was a resident of Fulton County, which contains thousands of doctors. That person had the money to fly from Italy. And um, so presumably it you know, wasn't too much of a stress for them to even have their own doctor. In Georgia, we have nine counties that have no doctor whatsoever. So what happened and played out in this ideal situation may not be the situation everywhere else in the state. And let's hear a little bit more from Dr. Toomey on that. I think a few things I just want to emphasize. One, that this was an astute uh, member of the public who recognized the potential risk because of travel. This was not person-to-person uh, -person contact in the community that uh, uh, created this case. This was a travel-related case. The physician's uh, the physician behavior was absolutely what we had hoped for, to think about coronavirus and uh, work with the patient to ensure no other patients are exposed to a potentially infectious disease. And, and we will work very, very diligently to identify any contacts in the community that these individuals may have had. Um, I want to reassure you that they are at home in, um, in home isolation with other household members are, are doing well, have minimal symptoms, so they're not hospitalized. And we will continue to search for any contacts to ensure that we stop any further spread in the community, because that's our goal. You know, we've identified a, a case, um, or two cases now in Fulton County, but we, we don't want that to go any further. And that's why we do contact investigation. And that's going on now, even as we're meeting, uh, our epidemiologists are at work and will continue to do so uh, through tomorrow until all, all the uh, identified contacts have been found. And so I, I thank you for the opportunity to let you know. But from my perspective, this is a system that we established working well. We knew we were going to have a case, and we, um, this, is, this couldn't have gone better as far as I'm concerned. And the message to the public is still low risk, uh, no local transmission going on. And wash your hands and get a flu shot. I'll keep saying that every time I see you. So. Ariel, we've got some huge events coming up, starting with the Final Four in Atlanta on April 4th. Early voting has started. We've got uh, presidential candidates that are sure to come visit uh, before the March 24th primary and hold big rallies and big events. Uh, wh 
What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is going to... I don't know. That is so far beyond my pay grade, but I think the best I can say is that's an excellent question. I don't know. I mean, um, it's it's a question. Yeah. Well, we know President Trump is planning, has been planning since Sunday to visit the CDC in Atlanta. That visit will be Friday. We will be with him uh, for the entire trip. And you can also visit AJC.com slash news slash coronavirus to access all of our coverage of the coronavirus. We have a terrific AJC coronavirus team led by Helena Oliveira and Ariel who are all over uh, all the manifestations of this and who will be helping to keep you informed over the next weeks, months, however long this outbreak um, lasts. Yeah, we're happy to keep you informed. That's all for this edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. Visit AJC.com slash politics for all the latest in Georgia news. I'm Greg Bluestein signing off. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.